All right, welcome back to this week of WDW discussion. Um, on the show today, we're going to do kind of a uh, um, quicker show. Uh, there's going to be no co-host, no Noel. He slipped this week, but we're going to have a special guest, special guest on the show. We're going to have a less structured show talking about a Disney wedding, um, not a uh, not a Disney magical wedding, not at the parks, but a Disney themed rather wedding. Um, and at the end, we'll do our weekly Would You Rather. All right, so on our uh, main segment this week, I just wanted to welcome to the show uh, Adam Kalaji and Jenna Kalaji. Did you use the last name Kalaji? In- yes, I did, yep. All right, um, good luck spelling that. Um, <laughs> but... You guys had a Disney wedding, right? Yeah, we did. Um, So I always, since I was little, wanted to have a a Disney World wedding. But as I got older, I realized that's not necessarily realistic for everyone. So when we were starting to plan our wedding, we tried to find little ways we can incorporate a little bit of Disney magic into our wedding here in Minnesota. Yeah, that was extremely well said. So I was just going to say, what got you started with Disney? What got you to love it? Uh, you mentioned when you were little it was a big part of it but like what was it was there one specific moment or was it just disney in general yeah i think for me it wasn't my first trip but the trip that is most memorable for me is when my family went in the year 2000 and had the millennium celebration parade in epcot and you probably weren't even born yet owen (laughs) but it was an amazing um just really interesting to little eight-year-old Jenna at the time to see all the different cultures of the world and all the different offerings that you can go and see on vacation. And um, I was a little bit of a nerd as a kid, so I had fun learning while I was on vacation and seeing different things. Yeah, and like you mentioned, learning at Epcot was one of the biggest things they had there that was special to uh, Epcot that was exclusive. But uh, you said you were there during the Millennium Celebration, which I knew was a huge part of Disney's history at Epcot, especially because it brought on Illuminations, which had just one of the greatest scores ever. Yes. Um, it wa- It is incredible. Um, and it was. The Millennium Celebration was a great time to visit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so is there a reason why you love it? I mean, obviously the parks and everything is so magical about it, but is there one thing in in particular you just love about it or is it just? Um, I, I, a couple things come to mind for me. One is obviously all the great memories that you're able to make with your family or friends, whoever you're traveling with. Um, and the other thing that I've appreciated as I got older is the ability to have a really stress-free vacation that once you get on property, you don't have to worry about anything if you've done the planning beforehand. Yeah, it's really, it's it's magical that you're able to just unplug from the world and you're just there and you're happy. You're in the Disney bubble, they call it. Exactly. Um, so how did you come, like, so after you had that wedding of you wanted that Disney wedding... What were some favorite parts about the wedding that you got to include in there? Uh, I really enjoyed um, at, at the parks. There's a lot of uh, the, like the little Mickey Mouse heads that are like around in different parts of the yeah. parks and the buildings and stuff. And we kind of did that on our own too. Little hidden Mickeys. Like little hidden Mickeys that are like in the our wedding cake. And we had hidden Mickeys like in the um, 
Are you like do we have Mickey Mouse stuff on the, like the tables and stuff mm-hmm. too? Yep, in my flowers and my wedding bouquet, I had a little hidden Mickey that actually was from the bouquet of flowers that Adam sent to our hotel on the day we got engaged because we actually got engaged down in Disney World. So he had went to the front desk at Coronado Springs when we were staying there and arranged to have flowers sent to our room on the day that we got engaged. So we got back to the room and the flowers were there. And of course, I couldn't bring the whole bouquet back to Minnesota with me, but I had a little, um, it was like a little beaded Mickey that I saved and then put it in my wedding bouquet, which I thought was a really cute touch. I was proud of that one. Yeah, that's, I didn't even realize there was that hidden Mickey, not only a hidden Mickey in your wedding bouquet, um, but a Mickey from in the parks, which is kind of neat, kind of more exclusive. Um, But on that day that you got engaged in Disney, do you just want to kind of like quickly go through what happened? Like just what park you were at? um, If you went on any rides, I'm sure there were lots of photos taken. Oh Um, yeah. Lots of photos. Lots and lots of photos. We found a good photo pass. Well, Adam found a good photo pass spot. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. We did it in front of it was in Magic Kingdom, um, and we took the the bus line or whatever they call it the the, the taxi bus the thing bus. the yep. bus over from our uh, from our hotel and uh, I mean I think I, I knew it was gonna go down there and I think Jenna I figured did it out too, by how he was acting <laughs> but uh, so it wasn't necessarily a surprise engagement in front of it. we all we, we we both knew it was gonna happen there but um, we were yeah we decided to go right to the front of the front of the magic kingdom in front of like that there's i think it's like the train station station. yeah oh yeah front there yep oh so is that where you proposed right out front yep yeah that's where i got on one knee and told jenna or asked her to to marry me Uh, it was really early in the morning so not too long of a wait for us to get pictures and stuff which was Mm -hmm. nice oh yeah i'm sure um i didn't like yeah because i know a huge like proposal spot is out by the castle or on the walking way between Tomorrowland and uh, the hub or just um, different areas like that. But proposing in front of the train station is really different than what they normally do. And I thought that was pretty unique, um, pretty neat that you guys did that. So on the day of your proposal, you were at Magic Kingdom. Was there anything distinctly you remember like getting a Dole Whip um, or going on any attractions at all? I remember when we first went into the park, well, first we got our buttons because they give out buttons to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember we went into the park and took a lot of pictures and we also started calling family. And that's what I think I remember the most yep. is sitting by, there's a fountain or there's like a, a sitting area n- yeah. near the, kind the of castle. The, the plaza area there over by like Casey's Corner. Oh yeah, over there. Yeah, you're going to be at the geography person <laughs> on this because I don't know any of the, the specific locations within park. So I'm going to defer to yeah. Jenna on that sort of stuff. But that's, yeah, right over there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say as well as I remember where in the parks when we called everybody. I mean, you know, the time difference, it was early there. So not everybody picked up our calls right away. And when people called back, I can remember, you know, when we called, you know, your brother, Sean and his wife, Alex, we were there in that plaza. When we called your parents, we were close to the castle when we told my parents we were near haunted mansion like you know i can just remember where we told the exciting news to everybody yeah i'm sure that that's really like i'm sure that really stick like that sticks like that is so that is really neat that is it is it's really cool um and especially getting engaged in the greatest in the happiest just the greatest place on earth mm-hmm. um was magical did you have any um experiences at all um from cast members or other guests that noticed your uh, pins at all um 
I don't know if it was, I mean, they're all very nice. Mm -hmm. I remember a few, um, obviously we took a lot of pictures that day. So we had the one photo pass photographer that um, I found out later, Adam kind of whispered to her that, that he was going to propose. And she was like, I got you, you just keep going. And she was just snapping pictures through the whole thing. So we got a lot of great pictures from her. And then we went right inside the park. It was extra magic hour in the morning then. And we went down main street and took some photos. And we had another photo pass lady who we could have used her pictures just as our engagement pictures if we wanted to, because she just took a little extra time and, and really posed us and made sure we got some nice photos with not a lot of people in the background. And yeah, it was, it was really nice. And then that night, so we, way back in the day, we were able to park hop back then because it was 2019. Well, I guess you can now again, but in 2019, we parked hopped over to Epcot and we went to Spice Road Table in Morocco and had an, an amazing meal there. They gave us um, a sherry flight. They gave us desserts. They just treated us like royalty there. Yeah, they hooked us up with so many desserts there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I bet that was crazy. And Spice Road Table, did you happen to um, time it perfectly? So you were there for, I bet it was Illuminations at that point for the fireworks show or were you just early? Um, we dinner. were a little earlier we we saw kind of a little bit of the sunset so that was nice we were sitting by the water and we could see the sunset on the, uh, the lake there in Epcot and um, then we did a little more walking around it was food and wine festival time so we went around ate and drank some more around the world and then we did watch illuminations that night yeah that's it is it's it's a really amazing story uh, to be able to tell that you got engaged at a place that you know you said you've been dreaming of since you were eight years old. What was that experience like emotionally? Because I'm sure it was extremely touching and you were so happy by it, but did it bring back any memories from being that eight-year-old Jenna who is just so happy and just dreamed of getting engaged and married at Disney? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think a lot of people when they get proposed to cry a lot, <laughs> but I cried a lot, yeah, happy tears. Um, yeah, I think it was a little bit surreal just, you know, going around and I was in my favorite place to go on vacation and I was able to, you know, tell even these cast members who were strangers, but they were still so happy for us that we just got engaged that day. And even if they see it a lot in their jobs, they still treated it like it was, you know, such a special moment that it was to us. Yeah, I can't imagine um, just the surrealty of just thinking back to when you were that eight year old you know, eight-year-old, you know, little nerd, as you said. I mean, I'm a nerd, too. <laughs> um, but just thinking about that is so – it's it's almost like a bookend. Um, not necessarily, um, but just because bringing – coming back there after all those years. Um, I'm sure you went a couple times uh, in between, but do you have, like – this kind of a lightning round. Do you have, like, a favorite ride? Um, oh, that's really hard. I loved – spaceship earth before they changed it <laughs> oh yeah sure i love test track before they changed it <laughs> um but as it currently stands i think i would have to go with soren really mm -hmm. yep soren around the world so i take it you're kind of an epcot fan oh i am an epcot girl through and through <laughs> yeah um what do you i guess this is more current but are, you've seen um, the Epcot overhaul with the new yes. Communicore, um, what they're getting rid of and changing it with World Nature and World Discovery. Um, do you like that? Are you excited for that? 
Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, I, I love Epcot no matter what. It could stay the same as it was in the year 2000 and I would still pay the entry fee and go there. But I am excited to see it updated and, and get a facelift and some fresh new things because it was getting a little dated in, in some of the areas. Um, I, the most disappointing thing though is I really, my number one spot to get engaged would have been the Fountain of Nations, but that was already closed by the time we went down there. So that's the one thing I think I'll miss a lot was the Fountain of Nations. Yeah, that whole area, Interventions, um, their music was like my favorite. I loved mm -hmm. Interventions, um, but I loved Fountain View, which was the Starbucks location there. Yeah. I, I just, that entire area screamed Epcot to me. It was like walking in there in a nice morning, grab coffee at Starbucks and just sit by the by the fountain it just it screamed epcot that was totally like because i love epcot too i think that might be my favorite park yeah. um just not only because what they have today but just the you know history that goes with walt uh wanting epcot center um and then not getting being able to plan his community his city mm -hmm. um and in the new cafe in that area um, they did a ton of references to Epcot, um, the city, like on the ceilings, mm -hmm. they had it all drawn out, which I thought was neat, like a yeah. nice throwback. Yeah, um, I always love when they can tie it back to Walt and his original vision for things. Yeah, and um, they're going to have a new statue of Walt uh, in that same area where he's sitting down. Um, it's like a bronze statue, kind of like the one at Magic Kingdom. Cool. I think it's called, I don't remember what the new statue's called, um, but you're supposed to be able to go up and um, the point is to sit next to him and so you can look out um, out on the world showcase with him and just, it's like a really touching uh, statue for me. I don't know why, I just, I think I was going to love that. I just, I really do. I think it'll be a favorite for a while. I never really understood, I didn't understand the because I remember when we were first started dating and talking about Disney that you had said that Epcot was your favorite. And I remember that when I was a kid walking <laughs> around Epcot and realizing it had like 20% of the rides of the other parks. At least that's what I thought in my head, my kid head. I was like, well, how can you like this park more? This doesn't make any, it's like, there's no, there's no rides. You just have to walk. And we weren't like, at the time we weren't like, it wasn't like food and wines. So we weren't spending a lot of money on food or anything. So it was just like, it just felt like a glorified walk around the park to me. And I was like, this is the worst. But. Yeah, I think you have to be a certain, you have to be an Epcot person to like Epcot. I went, um, oh, and I don't know if you knew, I went for my bachelorette weekend. We went to Disney World as well. And there was a definite split of my friends of who was an Epcot person and who was not. <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm sure you can imagine that. Um, but I think... Um, I was just going to ask Adam, did you have a favorite ride? I, I know you didn't go as much as her and you aren't as big of a fan, but do you have a current one or a past one? Um, I think probably I, just because I, I know I've gone it so many times now, probably the Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that's probably my favorite ride because I've always loved Pirates as a kid. And then I loved the Pirate movies when they came out. And I've loved like pirate stories and learning about pirates. I have like three pirate books on my dresser in the other room. Like I just, I love everything pirates. And so that ride is really fun for me. Um, so that one would probably be it. And if I had to pick another one, I'd also go Soren just because Soren for, for some reason, Soren, like I think it's the, the appeal of all the senses. Like it's, 
it's stimulating multiple senses that some rides don't do mm -hmm. and yeah i mean technology and vr and stuff like that but the, the more technology behind rides i really really enjoy mm -hmm. even though pirates is not really super technological but yeah well it was when it opened um right, back in right. 81 um it opened two years after because they weren't gonna open one at walt disney world and um the public demanded it after it was a hit in disneyland but at the time when it opened it was in like it was crazy um so the audio animatronics in that ride um were not very complex figures um but there was one fig figure in particular there um which was the same figure as the witch in uh the great movie ride uh mm -hmm. it was an a100 figure so it was the first for its time it was it had the largest range of motion of any animatronic figure uh to its date so the ride itself and everything in it was extremely complex uh for when it opened so i think that could have been um some of it because it was new and it was exciting i know you didn't go um in 81 when it opened um but it just even it's still up like now it is still so advanced and it is still incredible um what they did especially for the time it was um did you guys get to go on rise of the resistance the new star wars ride i have not jenna like she mentioned she went down with her bachelor uh, bachelorette party and they got to go to it mm -hmm. but when we went we went in fall of 2019 it was just before they had opened it. So we only did that uh, smugglers run was the only one that we were able to do in that new part of the park. So <clears throat> Jenna, what did you think of it? Um, because right now that is easily my favorite ride. Um, not only because I do love Star Wars and I'm a complete Star Wars mm -hmm. nerd. I love Star Wars, but it is like I mentioned this again with pirates, but when it opened and it is still the most technically complex ride Disney's ever constructed. Mm -hmm. And you you see that when you're riding it. Like, it is crazy. It is groundbreaking. It is the only ride of its kind ever. Yeah. Like, what did you think of that? I was blown away. Um, I did a lot of um, research on how to get the boarding groups because I knew that was a thing going down there. So I got up with um, my friend Andy, who was down there with us, and we, we were staying at Pop Century. I remember we went through all the rules. We turned off our hotel Wi-Fi. We went outside to get a good cell signal. And at 6.58, we were refreshing our app to get in that boarding group. So we it was, I mean, amazing that just from the jump that it was that popular and that, I mean, just groundbreaking on, on what you could do with a ride. I was yeah, away. it really, um, it was really special. Like it is, it is crazy, and people start referring, not referring it to as a ride. Um, it is, it's more of an experience and an attraction than a ride itself. Uh, I think that really, um, I think that's really important. Um, but did you guys, um, when you were there, did you spend, uh, both of you, did you spend much time in Galaxy's Edge? Because that is one of their more, um, like complex lands or one of their craziest most interesting lands with hidden details everywhere did you spend um a lot of time in there or not um maybe grab some blue or green milk yeah we did we got we spent a lot of time i i really like star wars i wouldn't say i'm like the, the like biggest of super fans but i still really really like the series and 
So we spent a lot of time in there. We went to Smuggler's Run. We got the milk. I think we got the milk twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just that it was in both. I mean, for pictures, obviously, but also I think I kind of liked the blue milk. Like mm-hmm. the blue milk actually tasted really good. The green milk was all right. Um, and then, yeah, we got to eat some of the, we went to the, whatever that cantina was or whatever it was called. Mm. Ogus oh, Cantina. We actually went. Oh, uh, Docking Bay. Docking All right. Bay, yeah. Docking Bay Docking 7. Bay. We tried to get into Ogus, but the line was too long and they weren't taking reservations at the time. See, we went to Ogus Canteen. This was when it opened. So we were all still little. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was more of like a, there weren't really seats. It was more like a stand-up bar or table. Okay. Um, but it was tough with kids. Like they they brought out little platters um with like cheeses and meats, but there wasn't much for food. I know if it's if you're going with adults, so like I think a bachelorette party that would be perfect or a bachelor party, that would be something perfect for that. Cause it's kind of a more laid back lounge. Um, but there's a ton of details in there, like they have an animatronic DJ. Mm. Um, who is I forget is it's RX something, which is Rex, who is the original pilot of Star Tours. So they decided to put in um this story that he was like after the new Star Tours, um the pilot became C three PO. Uh and that refurb was a while ago. Um I think that was like two thousand nine. And then they took Rex and they put him in Oga's Cantina. Uh mm-hmm. so he's in there and periodically he'll malfunction and he'll sputter out little bits of his old dialogue from oh, him so being cool. the ship uh from him he's also voiced by the guy who voices Wee herman which is kind of funny oh, funny <laughs> um but he's in there too which is kind of fun that they kind of wrapped it all together yeah we also got that i also got a big pork from there did you yeah. get anything there I'm sure I did. Yeah. The the shops and everything, it's just so immersive. Like even though it only had one ride open at the time, we probably spent a good three or four hours just walking around and looking at everything. And even the way the cast members act in there and they're, you know, so, I mean, they say, you know, bright suns and, and to the spires and, you know, things like that. It's, it's so immersive, like you said, Owen. So I was going to ask you about now, I know this is extremely pricey, but um, do you have any opinions on the Galactic Star Cruiser? Um, so I'm sure you both know, or at least one of you knows, what the Galactic Star Cruiser is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been looking at it a little bit. I also, there's a few like YouTube people I follow who are really into parks and things like that. And they've, they've, sh- they've showed a lot of like their behind the scenes things. And I don't know, for the price that you're paying for it, it doesn't look, I, I mean, it, it, sure, this experience looks good, but it, it reminds me of like a, it's almost like a, it reminds me of like a cheap cruise. Yeah, I think I heard someone, I'm not, I can't remember who had said it, but it it definitely gives you like cruise ship vibes with Star Wars, which I'm not opposed to. And I definitely think if I won the lottery and I had that expendable income, I definitely would go give it a try. But I, I don't know a lot of people that we know that would be able to afford that for a weekend trip. Yeah, it's extremely pricey. Um, so I just pulled up the prices here. So two guests per cabin, it's about $1,200 a night. So it's about a $4,800 voyage. Mm-hmm. For three guests in a cabin, two adults, one child, $889 a guest, um, $5,300 voyage total. 
and four guests, three adults, one child, seven forty nine per guest, six thousand dollar total. So now these um, prices sound a lot. Um, they sound like a lot, and they are a lot. They're a ton of money. But um, when you look at um, the cost breakdown, you're actually it's actually not as expensive as it looks. I read an article where they broke down the cost of how much it is um, because that, I mean, the, what? So let's look at $5,300 for three guests. Um, so you're looking at free meals for the entire experience. Um, and then you get a ticket to Hollywood Studios. And um, obviously the other experiences, you can put a price on that. Mm -hmm. Um so you're definitely um, the cost breakdown makes more sense. I can't, uh, I'm not gonna do that right now because that's just a ton. Right. Um, but it makes sense to do something like that. Um, but it's still a lot for really what it is, and it is. It's supposed to be like a on land cruise, um, right. almost. It's it yeah. It throws out cruise vibes. Um, but it's on the land, um, in a hotel, which is kind of neat. Just to be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. Adam and I went on a cruise for our honeymoon. So that nothing wrong with a cruise. It's just, yeah. I know not what a lot of people would expect from a Disney stay on, on site. And especially for that price, like you can get to a, a nice, you could be at a nice uh, Disney hotel for like four or five days or more for that mm -hmm. price. Especially if they ever brought back the dining plan. You're right. Yeah. So it's, I guess uh, if you have this expendable income for sure, mm -hmm. I would try it. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the thing that really appeals to me is um, we, we play Dungeons and Dragons. So we do a lot of like role playing and like creating characters and and kind of being goofy. So I think it'd be fun to have that immersive experience where you could kind of create a character for yourself and, and dress up if you want. And the whole time you're there, you can kind of be acting as this character. So that's yeah. something fun and very different that I don't know anywhere else you can really do that. All right, so I just kind of wanted to touch on your favorite Disney hotels. So do you have one uh, that's in particular your favorite or one that you stayed at a lot that you like? I do, but I think, Adam, you've only stayed at the one, right? I've only stayed at Coronado Springs in the tower. So mm -hmm. if I had to choose a favorite one I've ever stayed at, it would be that one because <laughs> I've only stayed at that one. But You did get to see a few others, though. We went and ate at um, the Yacht and Beach Club. We had dinner there one night. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if we ate anywhere else. I've been through the one, whichever the one is where you can like drive through on a train. Uh, the contemporary. Yeah. On so the I've, I've, I've on the monorail. that hotel. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's as much as I've, yeah, I've only visited a few. If you've gone through the monorail, I think you, or on the contemporary, wouldn't you go through the whole loop? Um, I mean, or there we you might have gotten off at the TTC, oh, um, which is in between the contemporary and the poly. I that, yeah. Um, so that probably happened. You were going from Magic Kingdom to Epcot, and then you got off at the TTC. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Express. Because yeah. usually there's two other resorts on that loop. The Polynesian is a really cool one. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, I don't remember that one. Okay. Well, anyway, my favorite is Boardwalk, is where my family stayed a lot of the time when we went to Disney, just because our probably two favorite parks as a family um, when we went was Epcot and um, MGM or Hollywood Studios. So that was a great spot for us to stay. And then the friendship boats that went back and forth were really great and very relaxing to take a ride between parks to kind of take a midday break. Um, 
I like a lot of the resorts though. I mean, I've stayed at Pop Century. I've stayed at uh, French Quarter. Um, I've stayed at Caribbean Beach. You know, I've stayed at a lot of them over the years. Um, I think they all have, have a, a good place for, you know, different families, different budgets or things like that. Like um, Pop Century, you know, it's not a fancy hotel by any means, but you're on property and it's great for a budget option. Like for when I went with my bachelorette group, you know, we wanted a budget-friendly option, but still be on property, and that fit the bill perfectly. Yeah, um, so, like, kind of speaking of resorts, um, you two, as now a married couple, um, have you guys ever considered or are currently considering joining Disney Vacation Club? Because um, I know that's, like, like, it's really expensive, and it's a ton, and you can, like, still rent Disney Vacation Club points, um, mm -hmm. but have you ever uh, talked about joining it at all? We had someone approach us when we were down there and we had gotten engaged and they saw that and one of the, you know, the uh, salespeople or whoever they are came up and, and talked to us about it. It's a great option, but to me, while they're still allowing people to rent out the Vacation Club points, it just makes a little more sense for us right now because there's so many other things that you know, when you get to be an adult, you have to budget for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally um, yeah, I totally understand that. One day, that would be great. Yeah, I have a feeling they um, they kind of track down those engaged couples. They kind of track them oh, and yeah. then they find them in. <laughs> have you they heard of our new deal? And... <laughs> um, but so, yeah, just like hotels. And then do you have a snack in the parks that's like your go-to? Um, so like, you know, Dole Whip, Mickey Premium Bars. Mine is the Cheeseburger Spring Rolls in Adventureland. Mm -hmm. They are so darn good. I think I had, well, our family got them once. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was in the parks alone. I think I probably ate six, six <laughs> or eight spring rolls that trip. I'm so jealous of you, Owen. I've never had one. When we were there on the trip, when we got engaged, we had to walk by that cart about six times, I bet, through all of our trip. And it was never open. Bachelorette trip did the same thing. It was never open. <laughs> So I've never tried one, but I hear about how amazing those are. Yeah, I tried making them. They were good. Um, They were not, not the you know, same. that good. But I mean, it's just, I don't know what they put in it. Something. Mm -hmm. The same thing they put in those Mickey Premium bars yeah. and those yeah. Casey and those Casey's corn dog nuggets because they were <laughs> they were really good. Um, Adam, did you have a favorite snack in the parks? I don't think I, I, don't think I do. I'm, I'm trying to think of like any specific I can think of I remember meals that we had there yeah. and I can think of the meals that we had that, some of my favorite meals there but actually like snacks and like stuff I can get out and you know while walking around not really I kind of like the Dole Whip mm -hmm. but we uh, we were on the dining plan at the time we went and we saved majority of our snack points for when we were at food and wine so I don't know that you got the full snack experience yeah, necessarily. We mostly did the snacks from like around the world and not like the park snacks. So yeah. I guess I don't really yeah. have a favorite snack then though. You really love those um those cheese breads in Brazil. The Brazil oh, booth yeah. for food and wine. The, yeah. I forget what they're called, but yeah, you had a, quite a few of those. Yeah, so like I guess you kind of led me into my next question, which was like you can name some of the experiences you went to, but did you have one particular uh, experience for dining-wise, like sit-down dining that you loved? Um, was there one in particular? A few, probably. I mean, the first one, uh, we had our first meal at Epcot in the La Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
Pavilion, La, La Hacienda. And um, I mean, I like salads, but I'm not like someone who's going to go out and say, this is the best salad in the world. But it might have been the best salad in the world that I had there. <laughs> so it was like a, some chicken, pineapple, mm-hmm. goat cheese sa- salad yeah, or mango. Seeds, yeah. mango. Yeah. It was just like, a and dolled up salad whatever vinaigrette dressing they put on it and i was so surprised because you're i would say you're like a meat and potatoes kind of person when you go out to eat like you like something hearty so i was really surprised that you ordered that salad and it turned out to be one of your favorite dishes in the whole trip yeah <laughs> it was very i was i was surprised too because like yeah like jenna said i'm not really like if i'm going to a new restaurant i usually don't go out to go try their salad like it's you i usually try <laughs> yeah. to find like a like a different kind of entree and that one i'm so i'm so glad i did because it, it was probably yeah it was my favorite meal there i think mm-hmm. so yeah and like you guys said you went to um spice road table at epcot mm-hmm. and i know that can be it um or like why don't we go through i'll just like go through each park and you might you can i don't know did you go to each park um on I your did. trip there yep. yep so just like i mean maybe if you can come up with one answer which was your favorite ride um that you rode together so I think we'll start off at Magic Kingdom. Was there one ride that you rode together that you loved? Mm. What would you say, Magic Kingdom? Oh, it's so hard to pick just one. Space Mountain? Did we go on that one? Mm-hmm. I think we went on pretty much everything. Yeah, Space Mountain was fun. Splash Mountain was fun. Big Thunder Mountain was fun. All the mountains, I think. Yeah, all the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big thun. I think Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Right? I think just because like Big Thunder Mountain brought me back to times at like Camp Snoopy and the log shoot <laughs> in Camp Snoopy, which I think is it's still there now. Mm-hmm. It's Splash Mountain Nun- is the log ride. Is that the one I'm thinking? Splash Mountain, yeah. Right. So Splash Mountain though reminded mm-hmm. me of the log shoot. Gotcha. Okay. At the Mall of America, except just way better because. Yeah, I was gonna say I hoped it was. Yeah, better I mean, than obviously that it's one. way better, but it, it, it brought, but it was a nostalgic thing for me, I think, just because it, it brought back yeah. memories of like, oh, it's kind of like the log sheet, but this is like way cooler. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. It was just a souped up uh, um, log, log ride, which is kind of fun. Um, let's go to Hollywood Studios. Did you guys have a favorite ride you did together? Um, I know that's, it's kind of just, you know, it feels like they're adding new stuff at Hollywood Studios every day. Mm-hmm. So is there something in particular, um, like a ride you guys uh, like going on together? I think for me in particular, I really liked doing Smuggler's Run together for the first time because, you know, so many of the rides I kind of was, I almost felt like a little bit of a tour guide and, you know, Adam indulged me to let him tell him all about it and, and you know, memories I had from the rides. But Smuggler's Run was totally new to both of us so that was fun to to experience it brand new for mm-hmm. the first time yeah i'm sure that was it is nice to um like when we go um like when there's new rides you know i do everything in my power to not look at anything about the new ride mm-hmm. um and then i feel like i personally feel it just makes the first experience that much better that much more special because you don't know what's happening you're just surrounded and like that was something amazing about rise of the resistance is what they did in that ride is they made it so you were just you were fully immersed mm-hmm. you experience. were surrounded by star wars i mean mm-hmm. i don't want to give spoilers to adam or anyone listening <laughs> but it wasn't a ride it was an experience 
it mm-hmm. you can't categorize it as a ride because that's not fair to it um it deserves a lot and sure it it has its fair share of downtime i'm not gonna deny that um but it 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 is amazing it is one of the greatest experiences you can have at walt disney world i think mm-hmm. i can say that hands down um that it is amazing yep um so yeah um what about animal kingdom um animal kingdom yeah was there a ride there because i know you both said you loved soaring so i was curious mm-hmm. what you thought of avatar flight of passage Yep, that was going to be my favorite pick. I, the whole area of the Avatar, it was um, kind of similar to, I almost feel like it was a bit of a precursor for Galaxy's Edge, just because it's another area that you walk through the entrance and it's very much so themed and immersive and um, the rides that they created for in there are amazing. Um, even the Navi River Journey, it's not a thrill ride, but there's so much to see in there. And the shaman animatronic at the end is amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, but Flights of Passage is totally different than any other ride. So that would be my pick. Yeah. I, I mean, Flights of Passage for sure is, it was, it was amazing. I, I wanted to, I mean, it was like a two hour queue. So I didn't, I, we couldn't just like hop back on, but I wish I could have because that ride was awesome. And I also really like that. Whatever the mountain one is, what's that? No, Everest. Everest, yeah. Yeah, the Everest ride I loved. I don't, that that was probably my favorite coaster Mm. at the, in Disney. I just, I don't know what about it. We didn't even have, we didn't get to see the Yeti or whatever. Well, it's in there, but it's not moving anymore. Yeah. So yeah. mode. He's in, he's in beat mode. Yeah, they just throw a strobe light on him and. Disco Yeti. Yeah, Disco Yeti. Joe Rody's retired, so we got no chance of. I know. <laughs> he said there was a D23 interview where they said, Joe, are you going to fix it? And he said, I swear to you, I will fix this Yeti, but mm. he's off building spaceships. Yeah. He actually got hired by Virgin Galactic, I think. Oh, wow. Um, I think it was, but I don't know. Maybe I'll I don't know. Back. I wouldn't have hired him after I saw that Yeti. That thing didn't work <laughs> after the first three years. I don't know if I want him designing a spaceship. <laughs> But I think it is, um, but it went under refurbishment. They're not fixing it because it's just, it is crazy what they have to do. They said they have to take the entire top of the mountain off Mm. because it wasn't the Yeti itself. It was a structural issue. So I guess I can't really blame Joe for that one. Yeah. But when he, they said it was more force than a 747 taking off. Oh, wow. So all that force put up, and they did not expect this, and they just had to shut it down and throw a strobe light on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember it. Um, You can go back and look for videos I've seen, and it was just so much better. It just yeah. made the ride that much better. And if that was, like, your favorite coaster, then I think you would have absolutely loved it in yeah. A mode. Cause it scared me when I saw it the first time. Like, I really thought it was going to reach down and smack my head. <laughs> Yeah, and that was exactly what they were going for. Um, but it's not as effective now. Right. right. And then I think Epcot. Maybe, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just gonna say maybe now with all the money that they're getting from Genie Plus, they can put that into fixing the Yeti. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys? Because you guys weren't down there, so you haven't used it yet, right? 
No. Um, so when we went, it was still Fast Pass Plus. And then for the bachelorette party, it was um, still COVID protocols and everything. They didn't have any Fast Passes. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this whole genie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to see them do something to the Yeti. I don't know if they will. Um, and then I think Epcot's our last one. Epcot's our last one. Yeah. I, as we've been talking, I have a great love for all the rides in Epcot, but uh, I miss Maelstrom a lot. I, I mean, Frozen Ever After is fine, but I really miss Maelstrom. Uh, living with the land, if they ever touch that, I will go down and, and pick it outside of Epcot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we went on a walk. Yeah, it's just so it's it's, it's a tier. It's great. It's almost like I feel like I was memorizing lines by the end of it because it was just like you're sitting there and relaxed and learning. And but I think that's also yeah. the teacher in me. I like I like learning stuff. So being able to like sit and relax and learn and see cool things is all an interesting ride to me. I think Soren still beats it, but I do. I, I would put it in my top three for sure. All right, little quick trivia fact. I want to see if you guys can get about living with the land. Okay. The narrator, he narrates another attraction at Magic Kingdom. Do you know what that is? Hmm. I've, I'm, I have no idea. Is it TTA? Yeah. Okay. He, okay. he does. Right. He narrates the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Um, but he he loves the parks i've listened to him talk before um and he is just so enthusiastic about being like just being there and that in having that voice but that is such an iconic voice to me like every time i hear him it just reminds me so much of disney definitely yeah it is he's really great um yeah he's done a ton um, so yeah, so that was kind of your favorite four rides. And then I was going to kind of ask you some questions on both of your opinions about some new ride refurbishments they're doing and rumors. Um, so the first one I was going to ask you about was Splash Mountain. Um, Disney is going to turn, retheme that into a Tiana themed log ride. Um, um, the movie Tiana, I guess it's Princess and the Frog. It's the movie, but the Princess Tiana. Mm -hmm. um dev you guys like what are your what are your thoughts on that are you excited about that is that something that is terrible for you and you're just gonna you know be sad about it or is it something where you see the opportunity in disney especially um what they've done recently because you look at their past projects you've got like 2017 was avatar that was amazing Mm -hmm. 2019 was 2018 or 20 I think it was 2019 was Toy Story and now you have Galaxy's Edge which is just another level of immersion and then you have like rides like Rise of the Resistance or Smuggler's Run or Flight of Passage um you know all the newest ones they've opened um are you excited um to see a ride like that be completely overhauled and changed or is that not something you're excited for for me for that specific ride of Splash Mountain yes I'm excited for that because being that it was based off of Song of the South originally which was a movie it doesn't make me sad to see it being themed 
as another a Disney property of Princess and the Frog. I think if it was an original theming, like some of the other rides, like Living with the Land or Spaceship Earth, things like that, and or Maelstrom, you know, my <laughs> bone to pick with Disney, um, you know, that getting themed into a Disney movie it hits me a little different. But um, being that it already was Song of the South, I'm I'm not upset by it. And then you know, again, getting older and learning about some of the things that were in Song of the South that are problematic. I, I definitely think that making the shift to something else is a good move for them. I'm not particularly like nostalgic for the old old rides at all, because I haven't been as often to Disney as either of you two. So for me, because I know the current Disney parks are really good, and like you said, the new rides are really, really good. I imagine anything new or refurbished that there are the, the new thing that they're going to make is also going to be good. I'm not too worried about that. And so, I mean, if you move away from like a Disney identity, yeah, I'd be worried. But like, if you're using, if you're using Disney IP, like Marvel or Star Wars or, you know, the Disney princesses or whatever, if you're, as long as you're sticking with that, then I'm fine with whatever they change. Yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. It'll be interesting to see because they haven't recently, um, in recent months, they haven't said anything about it. Mm -hmm. But when Festival of Fantasy returned, they removed the zippity doo dah little instrumental part from the soundtrack. So they're definitely trying to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. They're trying to like hide it, and then they'll announce when they're closing it. Right. Um, the next one I was going to ask you, um, I guess the next two are in Epcot. Um, one of them's a rumor and one of them was confirmed kind of itchy. So the first one, this one was confirmed by Disney before COVID and then it kind of got canceled, postponed, was the Epcot um, Spaceship Earth overhaul. So I don't know if you saw the concept art, but they were going to re rehaul the entire ride, add new, you know, ride cars, a new soundtrack, a new narrator. Um, and then new sets. They were still going to keep the theme of transportation and progress, but they were just going to change it and update all the effects. Um, so, like, me personally, I was sad. And I guess I'm too, like, I think I should be more, like, trusting in Disney. But, like, I don't want to see Judy Dench go. And <laughs> I still want to thank the Phoenicians. I just, I don't want to mm -hmm. see them take that away from me. Um, so I just, you know, I've been uh, cautiously optimistic about it, I think. Um, I've never liked the ride. I, I know that breaks Jenna's heart because you like it so much. <laughs> but I've never, uh, maybe it breaks her heart too, Owen. But uh, I, going through that ride, I was always just like, maybe I'm just a cynical history teacher. But going through the ride, I was like, there's so much more they could have done here. Or they, they chose a really, it was a weird artistic choice to do this and yada 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 and so going through the ride i was like this is okay and then we get to the top and you go backwards and you're doing that video that like didn't work half the time when i was on it so yeah. i was just like you know this ride's not for me because yeah and how you're feeling right now owen about them taking away dame judy dench is how i felt when they took away jeremy irons oh yeah so i i that's the one that i remember and pretty much had memorized when i was younger and then they changed it to Dame Judy Dench, who did an amazing job narrating, but it's just not what I remember. And then, like Adam said, the the whole, you know, going backwards, returning to Earth part of the ride just got wiped and you're doing a little interactive video, which I think, in my opinion, I would have saved that for after the ride. And maybe you could go do that in that little area when you exit. 
instead of, you know, just riding down in a hallway of little fairy lights. Yeah. So if they change it, I think I'm, I personally am excited for a change that way. Yeah. I kind of like, you know, I agree on you with that and I kind of trust what they're going to do, but it's just like that Judy Dench voice is just like, um, but I was going to ask you about, I guess while I was thinking about it, I thought of another one, but there's two other things in Epcot. Um, one of them has not been confirmed at all. This mm-hmm. is complete rumors, like nothing about Disney has come out. But there have been um, people t- speculating that they are going to change the Three Caballeros ride to a Coco-themed attraction. What are your, what do you think about that? Yeah, again, kind of like with the, uh, what I said before about nostalgia, like I don't have any uh, emotional tie to the Three Caballeros, so I like the song a lot. I do. I like the ride, or like that area, and like taking the boat, and whatever. But I also like really like Coco. So yeah. to me, if they change it, go for it. I don't I'm, really care. I'm feeling very old right now because again, I am nostalgic for El Rio del Tempo before it was Three Caballeros. So if they change it again, I'm again excited to see what else they will do. <laughs> that was. Yeah, because, um, cause, like, I don't have any memory of El Rio de Tempo, mm-hmm. but I know it was a beloved attraction. Mm-hmm. And then this is just another one that was announced by Disney and then canceled again due to COVID, is they talked about having a small uh, Mary Poppins, like, land in um, Epcot in the U- United mm-hmm. Kingdom, uh, kind of expanding back there, putting in Cherry Tree Lane so you can walk down there, uh, maybe a restaurant and maybe an attraction. Uh, um, and at the recent shareholders meeting, JPEG, um, they asked him, they said, sir, are you going to continue with this? Um, and he said, it's on hold. Um, there's been no confirmation if they're going ahead with it. Um, but that's been kind of their, um, backstop was them just saying it's on hold. So it's not canceled, but they're not working on it. So what would you like? I'm, would you like to see something like that at Epcot? Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, I don't mind. I, I liked when things change, and it's usually good changes for Disney. So, I think it would be. I think it would be cool. Um, I, do you know if it's going to be related to? Because I know they just made that Poppins movie with whatever her name is. They just made a Disney just made a Mary Poppins movie. Yeah, with Emily Blunt and yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. Gonna is it going to be anything related to that or no? Um, I think at the time the movie hadn't come out. Um, this was all um, rumor at this point. I don't have a ton of info on it, but from what I've heard, it's just going to be kind of the more original Mary Poppins storyline um, that everyone knows and loves. Um, the concept art for it kind of pointed to that. Um, so I think it's going to be more that, but you know, who knows? Okay. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll change it afterwards. Um, but I don't, I don't have any info on that right now. I love that they're adding more rides to the World Showcase because I think it's just going to help draw more people there and just have more traffic. Um, like when they added the Remy's Adventure in France there, I was really sad that I missed the opening for that. I thought maybe we were going to squeak in on like a soft opening, but didn't happen. So that's on my like number one list for whenever we go back to ride. All right. So Adam, to your question, I just pulled some concept art up here. Um, that I'll put in the show notes from the Mary Poppins. Um, but um, in this piece by Disney, it does look like they're going to be incorporating the newest ride 
Um, so I think you you kind of nailed it on that one that they're gonna be incorporating the newer ride, uh, and maybe a mix of both. Um, but the main concept art they used had Lin Manuel Miranda as Bert in it posed. Um, so I definitely think that they're going with both, and it had the newer updated houses from the newer movie. Um, so I think, I guess you kind of nailed it out that one. They um. I think they were steering toward the newer ride. So nice job, Adam. Source, Adam. No, I just <laughs> I know there's a, the illustrations and the, the the animated art and stuff in the original was like super beloved, but I also know that there's there's parts of that the old one that people are just kind of like they kind of just cringe at uh, whatever that guy's name, Dick Van Dyke's British accent, which is just like <laughs> awful, like awful, just terrible, awful. And um, there's other things too that I, I don't know. I I guess I don't I don't have an inside source, but <laughs> I had just seen that movie a couple of years ago, whenever it came out, and I liked it. So. And speaking of Lin Manuel Miranda, I think they would be remiss to not capitalize on everything he's doing right now. I mean, Encanto is huge. So. Um, I guess this is kind of news, um, but um. I don't know if you've watched Harmonious yet, which is the new fireworks show at Epcot, but it was not really a hit uh, by any means. I know there was a lot of people mm -hmm. that were not pumped by it. I looked at it. I kind of watched the videos. I haven't seen it in person yet. Um, I spoiled it for myself. I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. See, I didn't love it. Um, I'll get to that in a second, but I just didn't love the huge barges in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. the whole blocking world showcase um but they were recently testing to add we don't talk about bruno in there oh okay they were also going to do a new projection show on it's small world at disneyland to that song mm. we don't talk about bruno so i think it's definitely Mark. it's been seen all over um the parks with new merchandise and all that sorts of stuff they're definitely they got this hit and now they want to capitalize as much as they can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but to kind of finish up, I had one more question, again, relating to Epcot. I don't know if this will hit you as much, Adam, but Jenna, the new um, Epcot, like, you, you see how they're introducing all these um, IP-related things, so new IP restaurants and IP mm -hmm. rides related to Disney IP. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know you're more of, like, a hardcore fan um, so what are your thoughts on IP and Epcot? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think I agree. I'm, I'm more of a, a traditionalist with Disney, but I think if it's handled the right way, I think it's good. Um, it's bringing in more guests and, you know, little kids kind of can relate to a lot more things, especially somewhere like Epcot where there wasn't necessarily characters that they recognized from other places. So maybe that's why other little kids that weren't as nerdy as little Jenna didn't enjoy Epcot as much. So I think it's good if they, if they do it in the right way, not like what they did to Maelstrom. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Adam, did you have any thoughts on that necessarily? No, not, I mean, not really only that, like, like I've just, I feel like I'm a broken record now, but I'm like, I'm always okay with change. And if you're, if the Disney is going to change stuff, they usually make good changes. So I'm not too worried about whatever IP changes they decide to make for any of the restaurants or rides or anything. 
Yeah, and then Jenna, this uh, this last question is more related to you, but I'm sure you remember the infamous Illuminations. Mm. Um, just the score from that, it was mm -hmm. just beautiful, amazing, whatnot. Um, but when they were originally developing concept for the new Harmonious show, they developed this whole score that was not tied to Disney IP. That was more like Illuminations, highlighting um the different countries. And, you know, mm -hmm. talking about them more like Illuminations. And then the CEO at the time, Bob Chapek, came in and said, scrap that, we're doing a Disney concert because who doesn't love Disney music? Which I understand it was kind of like a fail-safe where they're like, oh, no, I don't know if, you know, this is going to work. Let's just throw in, you know, let it go from Frozen. And because kids from zero to, you know, 10 are going to love it. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I really think that was a mistake, personally. I think, and I don't mean to get all, like, whiny here, but I don't think <laughs> that's what Walt would have wanted. Uh -huh. I think, like, now when they're developing Epcot, they should think, what would Walt want? Um, what would Walt want? Yeah. Because it's, t because it's kind of turning into this trying to copy Magic Kingdom, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't know what it is, kind of. They're trying to mesh it all together, I think, and it's just not working. Yeah. I think they need to either go all in on IP, which I don't want, or <laughs> they need to get that IP out and keep it the Epcot that the hardcore fans love. So what was your yeah. opinion on them not bringing in that original soundtrack and kind of um, getting to their Frozen failsafe? <laughs> I pretty much wholly agree with you, Owen. I think that was a great mistake to scrap the original soundtrack. Um, I think little kids are gonna be fine because they're watching fireworks explode in front of their face. So they're gonna love the show no matter what music is playing. And there definitely is a time and a place for the Disney concert type of fireworks show, but that's Magic Kingdom. And I mean, look at the great masterpieces they've made like, like Wishes and things like that and that are also timeless and have the Disney music, but I think at Epcot, yeah, they should stay a bit more true to the vision of, um, you know, celebrating the nations around the world and not frozen. Yeah, I um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I think we're going to kind of, you know, start wrapping this conversation up. I've been having a blast talking with you guys. Yeah, us too. So um, I just thought I'd totally want to include you guys on this week's um, Would You Rather because yeah. it's kind of tough to do a Would You Rather with yourself. <laughs> um, so this is for each of us. Would you rather Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain? Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. I agree, Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason you want Space Mountain? Um, both of you? I love, it's kind of a weird part, but I love the queue and the music in the queue and going in. I, I love that part of it. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I love the Star Tunnel Loop. Mm -hmm. I listen to it a lot. Me too. Um, a lot, a lot. Um, I absolutely love the Star Tunnel Loop. And I also love the little um, audio that comes over the intercoms, mm -hmm. uh, the intercoms, you know, that plays on the loop. Um, and just the whole atmosphere of Space Mountain being this like, because it's all blue in there, but it's like this futuristic with air quotes not mm -hmm. super futuristic but it was kind of going to be like this cutting edge sort of thing um also i love space mm -hmm. 
I, I don't know if that's just me, but I love them trying to, like, bring space into the parks because that is such a big time right now. The space race is really on. So it's Yeah. nice to see them really, um, it's nice to see them really expand that into the parks um, and kind of incorporate that. And even for it being an older attraction, just, um, like, it is, it's really complex. Like, if you've seen... The pictures of it with the lights on it, it there's so much rail Yeah. and you feel like you're gonna hit your head all the time and it's crazy how they get a roller coaster compact in such little space i think that's really neat how they did that um so yeah a uh, rock and roller coaster versus tower of terror Mm -hmm. Oh, Tower um of Terror. Easy. Sorry, that was fast. i know no it that's might all right be sacral it might be sacrilegious but no rock and roller coaster for some reason when we went there uh, we went on that ride like twice at least so i did you go yeah you wanted both both times and i think it's because I, I love music and it being like super humid and hot that day and uh, it, right in the morning we start our day off going to this dark roller coaster and playing good music and i was like man this is awesome but i also know that tower of terror is tower of terror is awesome but it's for some reason that one stuck with me and i really really like that one Yeah, like when I think about this, I think I'm kind of torn on this one because you've got Tower of Terror, which is like a haunted mansion thrill ride, which I don't think it gets any better than that because it's like a, it is so detailed um, and even like what they do to keep it like that, like Disney every month they go in. Um, and they recobweb the entire lobby. I don't know if it's every month, but pretty often, um, Mm every couple months, they go in and re, um, cobweb the whole lobby. And trivia fact, do you know what that cob, those cobwebs are made of? -hmm. Oh, I don't think I know this one, no. So they made this device where it's basically a hot glue gun with a fan on it. So it blows out the hot glue and when it blows out and dries, it looks like a web. Um, but it doesn't have the full web vibes yet, so they have to wait for dust to get stuck on it. And once all the dust collects, it looks like cobwebs, Only which Disney. was, yeah, which was, which is really neat what they Yeah. did with that. Um, and then, you know, so on one hand, you got this incredibly themed, by the way, I love the show Twilight Zone. Mm I don't hmm know if I'm just a hundred years old, but I love that show. And then... And then, um, you know, on the other hand, you have this rock and roller coaster, which is like, I love Aerosmith too. So you've got Steven Tyler yelling at you, you know, four, three, two, one, and Mm hmm the theming with all they've done in um, the records and uh, roller coasters, you know, zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds and the big loop and the two corkscrews and whatnot. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Tower of Terror. Oh, good choice. And I hate to leave Adam hanging like that, but That's mm. <laughs> all right. it just, Tower of Terror screams, like the actual ride itself screams more Disney to me. Like, because you're in the story and you're, you know, and it is crazy themed. Um, by the way, shout out to the co-host who's not on here right now. They also have some snakes out there. Um, she got pretty startled by one of those. She's not a snake fan. Um, Oh, in the but queue? we were we were waiting in the outdoor queue, 
and we were all standing there and all of a sudden you heard uh noel just scream and there was a snake <laughs> um so she was kind of done from the queue for a little while she just kind of sat in the gift shop um <laughs> looking at all the merch um but i think everything they've done to that ride um mm -hmm. like at the entrance of the ride there's a sign that says um the hollywood tower hotel and then it and then fiber optics start to light up um yeah. which are like these little lights you know fiber optics light up and it changes to the tower of terror mm -hmm. um so like just these little details or the number 13 um in that ride which is at yeah. which is everywhere i think they took so much consideration and they did so much for the detail i think that was a big part of why i chose that yeah that's another one that i love the background music when you're in the lobby that like kind of haunting big band jazz in the background and then you know walking up when you're still outdoors you can kind of smell the olive trees as you're going up through the outdoor queue it's yeah just another one that's just immaculately themed yeah it is it i mean they they sure had a home run on that one they did a good mm -hmm. job all right, so I know, Adam, I guess this one's going to, you know, I don't know if this one will apply to you at all. Um, this is the Dole Whip. Um, so like a Dole Whip versus a Mickey Premium Bar. I think just to even out the playing field, we're going to go with Pineapple Dole Whip. Um, so just a regular Pineapple Dole Whip mm -hmm. versus Mickey Premium Bar. Which would you rather have? Dole is, Whip for me. Isn't the Premium Bar just a Dilly Bar, but... Mickey. Oh, it's take like a, that back! It's, just, it's like a Dilly <laughs> bar, but Mickey's like shape. It absolutely is not. <laughs> well, it, it, it. I think it is. Okay, so what's your choice then? Then the Dole Whip because it's just a <laughs> it's just a Mickey shaped oh, Dilly bar. Boy, that <laughs> one. I'm going to be surprised if Owen ever invites us back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one I think for sure. Um, the fact that she just compared a Mickey premium bar to a Dilly bar. Um, I think I'm only going to have Jenna back. Um, but I think on that one, I'm going to have to go with Dole Whip. Excellent <sighs> choice, Whip. Owen. Excellent. See, and that hurts. I mean, like Dole Whip. Choice, though, Dole, Whip. <laughs> Dole Whip is really good. I love Dole Whip. And some of their Dole Whip floats are really good, but I think mm -hmm. it is more classic Disney than a Mickey Premium bar. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I think of Dole Whip a lot, and I think that pineapple signature taste really, because, like, you can get a Mickey Premium bar anywhere in the parks, mm -hmm. and you can only get Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom and um, Animal Kingdom, fun fact. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they still have it at the Polynesian, but I remember when they had a, it was maybe about 10 years ago when I remember doing this because I was still in college and now I feel old again <laughs> but um, there was a self-serve station at the Polynesian and at the time I worked at a deli where we served soft serve so I was able to stack that baby up to like twice the height it should have been <laughs> oh I bet yeah um yeah so I really think that is like the snacks at Disney um like that one is just such a big part mm -hmm. of what what makes a Disney trip um, a Disney trip. Mm -hmm. I think it is, it just kind of ties it all together. Um, and I think it is, it's a really important. So like, thank you guys for coming on. Like yeah, this, was this was fun. So fun like I, I hope to have both of you back on sometime really soon. Yeah. Um, we should totally do another one. Maybe, uh, um, maybe next time you go to the parks or maybe even sooner than that 
um, in a couple weeks, we should definitely come on and not only talk about your wedding, um, but maybe just talk about Disney in general, because this was great. Sure. Um, I was happy. Uh, this was really fun. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having um, us. Thanks, Owen. Fun episode today. It was um, a blast. Uh, so, yeah, and then I guess we'll just do a lightning round. Um, so, after all of that, what was your favorite part from your wedding? Like, was there a specific thing from your wedding? Um, not to, like, be like, like, I understand the whole wedding part was your favorite thing, but, like, was there <laughs> a specific Disney element to it that was your favorite? Sure. I mean, yes, obviously, besides getting married to my best friend here, besides that, um, I had on the bottom of my shoes, my mom created a little, um, uh, like a silhouette of Cinderella's castle and put on there, like our wedding date and Mrs. Kalaji and some little Mickeys on there too. That was like my something blue hidden on the bottom of my shoes that I wore for our wedding. That's nice. That was, I didn't, I mean, obviously I didn't see that. Yeah, but I had a that's a, on, so. yeah, that's a, that's an, that's a really cute detail. Um, Adam, was there something from your wedding, um, Disney, I guess, inspired or related that you loved? Uh, I, I think, I mean, for me, I really enjoyed the, that Jenna put in her bouquet, the little thing I gave her from the parks. I think for even though like I know everyone that asked about it we told because we had to tell the story mm -hmm. and everything but like if you just seen it you'd think oh it's just a you know it's just a something Disney because we know they like Disney but they don't know that there's actually more of a bigger story to it than just like a little Mickey shaped uh, pendant thing in the, in the bouquet so yeah it really is it was a truly hidden Mickey because not only you know was it a little hidden Mickey that not a ton of people saw but it had something that a ton of those have, which is a backstory and like a really fun backstory, especially from in the parks like that, I think is, um, I think it's really neat. I think it's really cool. You guys did that. Yeah. Um, well, can I ask you when you were there, is there anything that really stuck out to you? Um, I loved, I loved, I, I really think we go on from illuminations <laughs> as the dance is the song you chose for your first dance i just yeah for my father daughter dance for your yeah, father daughter the, um, dance yeah promise yeah the we go on from yeah the, when you're i think it was like when you're leaving after illuminations they usually play that one. yeah they play that right at the end that was that actually personally made me get emotional um like i was getting choked up because i just thought about like like, I barely remember Illuminations. I mean, I've watched it and listened to it so many times. Right. And it doesn't really matter. But, like, that is the moment I was like, oh, my gosh, she is a Disney fan. <laughs> like, that was, that was that moment where I knew that she was a true Disney fan. I think that was it. I really think it was just that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that was definitely it. But you guys just had an incredible wedding. Oh, um, I wanted so, just I wanted to say thank you so much for you guys coming on. Um, mm -hmm. I hope to have Noel back next time you're on. Um, yeah. And then you know maybe in the next couple of episodes you guys should definitely come back on. Uh, this sure. is fun. This was great. All right, yeah. thank you guys. Um, thanks, Owen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Owen. See you guys.